One of the translations, I believe it was from the message, it says, you are beautiful. God designed you as an original or something like that. And we wrote that in huge letters and photocopied it and put it on the back of every bathroom door. <laughs> and I just wanted to see how the women re- would react. So one, I camped myself in the biggest bathroom at the church and women came out of those stalls smiling. Wow. And so it was the coolest thing that I've ever seen. And I mean, older ladies, younger ladies, because they would read, you're beautiful. God made you amazing. You're a masterpiece. Yes. And we all need to hear. The book is dedicated to every young woman who wants to find real rest. You know, life is full of many things, people and situations that will try to steal your rest and zap your peace. Anxiety, depression, fear, insecurity, doubt, and other challenges come against you in this life. The prayer for my guest today for you is that you will learn to find ultimate rest in one place alone at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our rest. He is our peace. Melanie Red, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's good to be here today. Well, we were together just a few months ago, and you told me that on the horizon was this new book called Just Rest, and it is almost here. Almost here, yes. <laughs> but we have to talk about it. <laughs> yes, I'm we excited do. about it. This is really a neat thing. This morning, we got some kind of media hype already. The commercial appeal was here to take photographs, and I know they were mainly concentrating on you and the book itself. But they got you, too. Well, yeah, I'm sure the the editor will cut that from publication, but that's okay, as long as you're highlighted and tell the story. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It is good to be here, Byron. Thank you for having me again. As we kick things off, and I, I had a chance to kind of thumb through the book, look at the book, and I'm really excited to share this with our listeners today, Melanie. Tell us the one trait that at times distracts from the cuteness of a dog named Coda. Now, and I want you also to talk about why you opened the book by talking about this wonderful pet of yours, Coda. <laughs> okay, sure. Well, he's easy to talk about, but he's also, he's an Australian Shepherd, and he is an extremely nervous dog. And so it was easy to think about him because well, he, when you say nervous, now, is this part of his natural makeup of the type of breed he is? Yes. The okay. veterinarian has told us they are frenetic, and they are easily hyper and easily upset. And so the doorbell rings, the truck goes by, they just respond to their constant constant. and uh, they're they're precious he's precious he's smart but he does get worked up really quickly and ours in particular seems to be extra sensitive (laughs) Uh, but he will finally what i say rest he'll get to a place where he will actually lay down he'll take a deep breath and he'll go to sleep I think he's like a lot of people. He will run around. He will be nervous. He will kind of bark. He will whine. He will cry. And finally, he will find rest. And usually wow. it's right on top of me or near wow. me. I think yeah. it's interesting because I follow you on social media and you post Coda quite a bit <laughs> and tell stories because you find a lot of things that relate to our journey with Christ just by your experiencing with your pet. Yes. Well, and, and I think we, we all can appreciate that because we see ourselves sometimes in, in the way our pets act. We think, well, I can act that frenetic sometimes too or that anxious and I, I can lose my rest and my peace right. as well. And so sometimes I do share, I think making hard things simple and, and relatable is what I love to do. Because I think most of us, we don't want it hard. We want it easy. Put the cookies on the bottom shelf yeah. so we can reach yeah. them. Yeah. And if they're chocolate chip especially. Yes, you know? homemade. <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> you're right. Well, Melly, yes. according to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, which I didn't even know existed, anxiety and depression affect 40 million adults in the U.S. age 18 and above. This is 18% 
of the total population, Melanie. Yeah. I would think if they did the study today, 2022, the rates would even be higher. And people are just unsettled. They're nervous. I read an article the other day, and it was not in a Christian paper. It was in a secular publication, but it said we are becoming unglued. We are unnerved as a population. And so there's just a sense that people are not at peace, and they're not at rest, and they're not comfortable anymore. Right. Well, an article based uh, on a survey from a college counseling director's state that the biggest problem impacting college students today is anxiety. Depression was a close second. That's also alarming, Melanie. It is. And and when you really dig in and look at the studies, the number of people, and, and there is in no way that I'm condemning this, but so many people are on medication for anxiety and depression. Right, right. And they're struggling uh, with, with being afraid and being fearful and not being able to sleep at night. And so a lot of your listeners may be in that place, too. Uh, but they're saying especially the younger generation yes. is facing that. I think, too, we talk about COVID, obviously. We can't stop talking about it because it's still impacting our culture. You know, I watched a couple of weeks ago the New York City mayor come out and say, you know, finally we're at a place where we can take the mask off. We've got a rebound in our economy. New York is back. And then just like the other day, I see another press conference and they're saying, we have this new variant, mask mandates. This has to play on people's emotions. Absolutely. When you talk to anyone, any age, when when we decided to write this book and the publisher met with me, we originally aimed it for the 18 to 30 year old young woman. (laughs) But as I began to share what we were doing, women that were 30 and 40 and 50 and 70 and 80 said, well, I feel anxious too. And then I talked to men that were saying the same thing. And I was like, "Uh, I don't think anyone's (laughs) immune because there's just so much noise out there and there's so much to disturb the peace. Right. Well, was it a personal crisis of depression, maybe being stressed or overwhelmed in your life that you decided to take this journey? Well, no. Short answer, no. Uh, my kids say that I'm rainbows and butterflies, that I'm just the, the glass is half full, a happy kind of person. I'm yeah. just, that's just my, kind of my natural bent. But even in my own life, yes, the last few years have been just crazy. And I yeah. felt some of it too. And I think you can't go through what we've been through in right. our country and in our world without feeling some of the reverberations yes. of, of everything that's happening. And so as I begin to feel it myself, and I thought, if it's getting to me, <laughs> and I've, I'm a pretty steady person, then I think everyone yes. must be feeling the junk that's going on around us, and we need some hope in the middle of all this Melody, craziness. We need some, definitely need some hope in the craziness. Well, at the very beginning of your book, Just Rest, you state that the reader will learn how to find peace in all aspects of life, over worry, over anxiety, for your future when you feel alone, in your addictions, in your health and finances. I mean, the list here is a whole lot bigger that you mentioned, and I'm just mentioning a few right now. That's a very bold statement to make. It is, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I'll tell you, it became really simple. As I began to study when the publisher came to me and said, they want, we want you to write 90 days. So wait a minute. So you mean a, a publisher came to you? You yeah. didn't go looking for a publisher. No, no they came to me. <laughs> and they said, uh, I had written a devotional book for teenage girls four years ago. I've actually written, this is my fourth devotion in four years. But the one for teenage girls especially has done very well. And it sold over 100,000 copies, Byron. And people, it's everywhere. And I meet teenage girls reach out to me from all over the world. Really? So it's pretty cool. 100,000 already. Over 100,000. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and so the publisher said, let's do that for the an older group, you know, and so let's do that for the the, the age group that's college and singles. And so it, it's actually for any adult, really. 
But when we came up with the idea, she said, let's do something and let's talk about anxiety and depression and fear. And when I first started studying, it was this time last year, I would read through and I was like, I'm not going to for 90 days say, don't worry, don't fear, don't be afraid. I could. (laughs) But the coolest thing happened. I began to study and get the ideas. I was praying one day. I was walking. It was like the Lord said, I want you to focus back on me and I want every devotion to focus back on my character and my names and how I give hope so that people will turn back and trust me. I'm the ultimate answer. Yes, 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 these other things can help. But ultimately, Byron, the reason I can give this encouragement is that I know that Jesus is our rest. Mm -hmm. He is our peace. And he says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Well, why are names so important, Melanie, especially the names of God when we're trying to find that true rest you're talking about? Many may not know that God has more than one name. Those names express his character and express his nature. Why are these names so important for us as we seek rest? I think one of the things that I found as I studied, I, I bought every book on the names of God I was studying through, and I especially studied Old Testament last last summer when I wrote this. But I looked for those characteristics and those names, because most of the names of God you find in the Old Testament, a lot of them people gave to God. Like if you read the story of Hagar, she said, I have met the God who sees me. And, you know, you start looking at the Bible characters, and when they would come to a name of God or God would do something, they would say, this is how I saw God. This is the attribute that I found God to be. And so what I did with this devotional is all 90 days, for the most part, a few at the beginning or intro, but then it gets into and each devotional points you back in a different way to a characteristic or a name of God. So, for example, if you're lonely, you read that he's the God who never leaves you and he never forsakes you. If you feel like no one sees you, you read that he's the God who sees you. You know, if you don't feel like anybody gives you much value, you read that he's the God who absolutely adores you. Looking through, it was beautiful to know that we can call on God in those times of stress or whatever place we might be. There's a name that relates to God because he is the God who really cares about us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when, when it boils down to it, the essence of this book is, yes, life is hard, but God is still good and he still cares about you. And that's what I want every page to be. God cares about you. He still is intimately involved in the details of your life and you matter to him. Yes. Well, you've written Just Rest as an easy to use resource for the active adult woman to incorporate into her daily life because women can lead and live some very stressful trying to take care of family and work a job or have a ministry at church or, you know, all the above. So much going on. And dealing with the other things with aging parents, there's just so much. The list goes on and on. But I like how you've organized the book by daily verses, devotionals, declaration, prayer, and action. That sounds like a lot to accomplish for this busy woman. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> well, the hope is that in 10 or 15 minutes in the morning, you could start your day. Yeah. And I always tell people, start in the day. You want the power at the beginning of the day, so you got to plug in early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's meant to be simple. And so there's usually just one, maybe two verses. And then there's a, a short devotion. A lot of them are, have a story. Then it moves into um, a prayer. And the declaration is actually saying out loud how God can do this for you. For example, when it says that God is for you, then the declaration, I ask them to actually, when they read, to say out loud, God is for me. I'm declaring today that God is for me. And then the activity 
or the response to the devotion, there's a whole page to write. And it's just take it and do something with it. For example, when you realize that he is for you, what difference does that make? As you walk into any situation today, if God is for me, how does that change my day? And so that's really the essence of it is that you you read, you pray, you get in the scripture, you declare out loud, and then you use the information. Something we have to be reminded of every day, but we really need... To be in the Word every day. Absolutely. And we wanted to make it simple. When we started talking about this project, it's short, it's quick. It is about 300 words yeah. <laughs> per devotion. So that's really short. That's just a little devotion on Instagram or Facebook. It's a post. Yes, yes. And, and so it's not long, but it doesn't have to be long. We don't have to spend hours reading and studying to really touch base with God. Melanie, you talk about our souls needing rest, an actual soul rest that we can experience right now. Yes. You know, Byron, I I think one of the things that I've learned is when I I don't even know that I can completely explain this to you, but I know when I get quiet before the God of this universe in the mornings that there's a peace that comes over me. It just washes Mm. over me. There is something about being in his presence that changes us. And so when we take the time every morning to say, Lord, I know you're there and I need you, it will change us for the day. And so that's where the rest comes. There is something about when we sit in his presence and even Jesus got in the presence of God when he was on this earth. And so there is something about being in the Lord's presence that brings about a deep rest because he made us with a vacuum that only he can fill. Oh, it's so true. And there's days when we have that empty feeling. Maybe we haven't had that time. Like you say, you just spend that few moments reflecting, putting back into perspective why you're here, who you're trusting, who loves you. And it does change. It can change so much. Yes. And I would say this too. If you miss the morning, then take the coffee break. Take the lunchtime. Get get with them in the afternoon. You can call them at night. I mean, there's no time you have to call. But I I love that he's always available. In Psalms, it says he bends down to listen when I pray. And so there's something sweet about picturing him leaning down or bending down, squatting down on his knees so he can be close to us when we pray. Wow. Okay, let's look at the daily declaration on day one of the book, Where Do We Find Rest? That's the daily declaration, which says, I declare that God is my safe place. When I am tired and burned out, I will go to Jesus. I will get away with him and recover my life. He will show me how to take a real rest. I will walk with God, learn from God, and begin to live with a lighter load as I spend time with Jesus. My life will be transformed. So we're not just talking about positive thinking here, right? Right. That's not the same. No. Let me tell you where I got this. This is kind of fun. I have some sweet, charismatic friends. One of the things that I love in talking to people that aren't necessarily in the same denomination or church that we are is you can learn from them. Yes. And I have a friend that is very convinced that what we hear ourselves say changes us. And so she said, if you talk to yourself negative all the time, or you tell yourself you don't look good, or you're fat, or you need whatever, you're going to feel that way. And she said, but if you start declaring God's word, saying it with your lips, and you let your own ears hear it, it will change you. And so that's the idea here. I'm just taking a page out of her book, (laughs) in a sense, (laughs) in that I believe she's right, that when we hear ourselves say things like, God gives me rest, I can find rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. When I spend time with him, I am different. I just heard myself say that. That can change my whole way of thinking. 
Paul writes so many times, he talks about setting our minds above where Christ is seated. And he talks about putting your mind on the right things. I think we forget that. Yeah. And what we think and what we say and what we say to ourselves and think to ourselves matters, too. Yeah. I, I think especially and, and I don't know that men do this, but I know women do. I saw a commercial that Nike did that was about this. But women are constantly talking to themselves <laughs> and we don't always tell ourselves nice things. And so I think if women could read this book and be encouraged to talk better to yes. themselves, it can make a real change. Yeah, well, I must admit, I talk to myself <laughs> by myself all the time. Okay, as the daily action from this same chapter we just spoke about, you ask this question to the reader, what are two or three ways you can intentionally walk closer with Jesus today? How would you personally answer that question? Well, that's a great question, <laughs> and I wrote it. Um, you know, for me, it is spending time in prayer. It is spending time with people who love Jesus and make me better. There is something about even having a conversation like this, Byron, it, it quickens my spirit mm-hmm. and it makes me love Jesus more to talk about him. And so those are a couple things that I could do today is spend some time in prayer and spend some time talking about what really matters. Well, Melanie, you talked with several young women who were constantly worrying, being stressed out and overwhelmed. And you have this reference in First uh, Kings 19 concerning Elijah. How do we relate to his story, Elijah's story? in our times of stress and being overwhelmed? Well, I think we we have to remember that we all need times of rest. None of us are are super women or super men that can go all the time hard without taking a break. And I believe the story you're referring to is when Elijah goes and he gets under the broom tree and the angel brings him bread and water. And sometimes what we need is just simple things to help us rest. And so sometimes we need to take a nap. We need to go to bed earlier. We need to allow ourselves to take some time off. And as I talk to people, young and old, um, I've found there are a lot of people who never take a vacation. They never take a break. They never have downtime. And that will run you ragged. Yeah. I think it's so important to get away. And you and I both love, because I know you and Randy and our family like to go to places where there's nature, waterfalls, beautiful rivers, mountains. Something about being outside and having those times of reflection really makes a difference. Absolutely. I I think we love that. I love to take walks. I I love to turn my phone off at night. I'm on my phone a lot. I do social media as part of my ministry and business. And so about seven o'clock at night, I turn the phone off or put it on do not disturb. And it's amazing how much more peace there is when I'm not looking at my phone all (laughs) the time. And so that's another way to rest. You know, I tell people, get outside, go take a walk, drive with the windows down. Um, I will tell you this, and I had mentioned this to you. I actually put together a list of 101 ways to experience more rest, and I put real simple, practical things like that on here. Because I think sometimes we've just forgotten, Byron, just easy things like take a slow walk outside or inside pause for 30 seconds and breathe deeply. I mean, just real simple things, but we've forgotten that we need to allow ourselves to And we're making this available to our viewers and listeners by your website, right? Yes. Yes. And so I'll I'll get you the link for that, but it's on the website and you can just go. It's in the menu at the top of MelanieRed.com and it's just a gift. And so if your listeners or those watching want this, I just, I had been on a show and they had asked me, well, how do we rest? And she kept asking me. And so I came up with 101 ways, Byron, to experience more rest. Well, let me also mention, Melanie, I love the watercolor art throughout the book. Who did this for you, and why did you decide to go this direction to complement the book? And it is beautiful. Sure, it is beautiful, and it had nothing to do with how pretty it is. <laughs> um, is that I'm, the publisher? I'm working with Endgame Press. They're a publisher in Nesbitt, Mississippi, okay. new publisher. Okay. Victoria Dewerstock, who's 
started the company, she's a writer too, and she decided to start her own publishing house. And so they did this. Somebody put it together, and then we did sort of a test with a bunch of young women, and we showed them all these different covers, and they loved the watercolors. Oh, it's beautiful. And so it turned out really pretty. Yeah. The inside of the book is gorgeous. So I mean, the whole thing. Randy pretty. didn't use his watercolors. No, Randy did not. Okay. <laughs> I didn't watercolor. No. We, all we did was send it in, and they made it beautiful. Yeah. Just Rest is a 90-day journey for your readers. How did you personally stay in the zone, and what motivated you most when you wrote this book? Of course, the publisher came to you. I mean, you've got to produce material, stay in the zone, have a strategy to complete this book. Sure. It was all last summer that I wrote it. I I believe I turned it in the 1st of September, so I wrote all of last summer. And I would just take about one trade a day. That's about 90 days. And I would focus on one trait about God, one characteristic. And so I stayed in the zone because personally it meant so much to me. You know, as you start reading about who God is and you start figuring out, oh, that's a name I never even thought about, or that's something God does I've forgotten that he does. He gives freely. He's good. When you just start focusing on those traits, it was so refreshing personally. So I kind of had a hallelujah summer (laughs) studying it. And this is, Byron, this is my ninth book, and this is my favorite one. There's a whole lot of me in this one. I mean, I just poured in and loved doing it so much and studying it so much that I pray that it comes out. What I've seen so far, and I love the personal touches where you talk about the relationships and your dog and and, uh, people that you meet. (laughs) The dog stories are the best. They're the best stories. (laughs) I want to camp out on day 24 for a few minutes uh, entitled, You Are His Masterpiece. I think our low self-esteem, maybe the image of us being God's masterpiece, gets a little clouded, how we view ourselves, and we might miss how God wants to further use us for his kingdom for his honor and glory. Yeah, I think I think so often we we do shortchange ourselves. We think, well, I'm not beautiful enough or smart enough or I haven't had enough training or I don't understand all of Revelation, so I can't be a teacher or whatever excuse we put. It does seem like, Byron, that we shortchange ourselves so much. But God created every person to have a purpose. I, I shared a quote. I'm going to share the paraphrase of it, but yep. it's from Adrian Rogers. And he said that God made each of us to have a plan and a purpose for our life that no one else can fulfill. Yep. And so if we don't do what we're purposed to do and made to do, then all of the kingdom misses out yes. because we were made for something special. Well, the daily prayer for day 24, the same chapter or the same day we're looking at, the prayer goes something like, thank you for designing me to make a difference in this world for your kingdom. You have wonderful plans for my life. You can still use me no matter what my past looks like. And so really, we can't allow our past to create an obstacle big enough to hinder our spiritual growth. Yeah, but it's easy to do. I think we let the voice of the enemy distract us or talk us out of doing what God's called us to do. And we have to listen to his voice. I I, I was reading devotion this morning. It said, you are three people. The person you are, the person you'll be if you let Satan tempt you and talk you out of being the person that you're supposed to be. And the third is you're the person God created you to be. And so I think there's so much that God wants to do with every person who's listening. But we we shortchange ourselves. And we think, well, I'm not her. I'm not him or I can't do that or, you know, and and, and it's easy to talk ourselves out of it. And I'll tell you, let me tell you a funny story. When I was on staff at a church, I got this idea from another church to put signs 
men wouldn't know this, but this was in the women's bathroom on the back of the stalls. You know, if you go in the ladies' restroom, there's doors. Yeah. And so on the back of the doors, women go in and they can see the back of the doors and they hang their purse or whatever and they see these signs. So we decided, we got this idea, we were going to put these huge scripture verses up on the backs of the doors. So the first one I did was actually the verse that's in this devotion. And in one of the translations, I believe it was from the message, it says, you are beautiful. God designed you as an original or something like that. And we wrote that in huge letters and photocopied it and put it on the back of every bathroom door. (laughs) And I just wanted to see how the women would react. So when I camped myself in the biggest bathroom at the church and women came out of those stalls smiling. It was the coolest thing that I've ever seen. And I mean, older ladies, younger ladies, because they would read, you're beautiful. God made you amazing. You're a masterpiece. And we all need to hear that. Oh, we need to hear that, Melanie, whether you're a guy or a gal, you need to hear that. Yeah. Now, the book is primarily designed to go through individually. Are there resources or maybe being developed where it can be done as a small group, or can you take the book as a small group? You can take it as a small group. Uh, there is not a resource, but you certainly could do it as a small group. I actually had a, a Christian school in the Sevierville area in East Tennessee. They got books when we did the teenage book for all of their high school girls, and they went through as a group and really? did the devotion together. Yeah, it was wow, pretty cool. That's so, pretty neat. so I think you could definitely use it with your college group, your singles group. You could use it with the, a Bible study group, accountability group. It's meant to be shared. Because the activities that you're going to do at the end are meant to be shared. And so, yes, I I think you could pick it up and use it as it is and just share what you're learning, almost like a book club. Okay. Well, I know we're wrapping up real quickly here. Uh, You are also hosting a podcast through the Love We're Finding Ministries called Women Living Courageously. You've been on the show. We've talked about that in the past. How is that going? It's going great. I've actually put in seven whole episodes. (laughs) And so they say that the average podcaster quits after seven. So I have made it, and I've got another one going in this week. And so it is going so well. It's so fun, Byron, and it's a whole other way. People are like, why are you doing that? And what I've realized is there's some people, they just respond by listening. They want to hear rather than read or see. And so that's the goal. We just want to reach everybody we can. And if they will listen to a podcast instead of a radio show or reading a blog post or whatever, that's the goal. Well, the book is called Just Rest by Melanie Red. Now, are there book signings? plan? Are you starting a book tour? How do we get a copy of the book? (laughs) Well, being that we're living through the days of the crazy still, um, most of it's online. And so they can go to Amazon and it's already there for pre-order. Endgame Press also has it. And you can also go to my my website on MelanieRed.com and you can read more about the book. At the top in the menu bar, you can just see it. There's a whole page that tells about the book. Are there plans for book signings if people want to have you actually autograph a copy of your book? Well, we can work on that. So if somebody wants to set one up, we would be (laughs) happy to do that. That's, you know, that's something that's kind of been missed in the last few years. Yeah, I understand. Sure. Okay, maybe have a virtual one maybe, right? Virtual. We can have a, yes. (laughs) I'd be happy to sign books. You have a stack of books and they just come online and you sign it and then just have Randy throw it. Sounds like a great idea. We'll start something new here. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Again, the book is Just Rest. We need to just rest. Melanie, thank you so much. When the next book comes out, I guess it'll be the 10th book when you write your next book. You have to come back yeah. to the show. Always an open invitation. Thank you. But uh, give us the website or the email address if somebody wanted to maybe further a conversation with you about Absolutely. what we talked about. You can reach me at hope at MelanieRed.com, and I would love to talk to you. So hope at MelanieRed.com, or you can find me on the website, MelanieRed.com. Or you can find me on social media. Uh, It may be on Facebook or Instagram. Just send me a direct message. I'd love to connect with your listeners. Always great, Melanie, to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. 
Mid-South Viewpoint is people telling God-sized stories from all walks of life. Listen Wednesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. on AM640 or anytime with the Bot Radio Network mobile app or on Spotify and iTunes podcast. 